This episode of Speakers of Fightland is made possible by our generous patrons. Special thanks to our supreme and master speakers, Omeji Cat Comet, Erisu Yamakawa, Alex Franco AV, Winebow Brood, Psyche, Asuta Starbreeze, Cletus Oreo, Nina Grimstarter, Lily Black, Bob Cece, Mikta Robintow, Edwin, Anathos Moonscar, Pamela Isley, Elenriel Maximus, Codruth Novelist, Mira Miri, Celestau Nautrell, Lazy Boy, A Wild Sarah, Luke Osborne, Pandalu Stormarrow, Tex, Kai Lin, Arthur Law, Beridan Derard, Saipa, up, Spencer Christmas, Noy Fafnir, Celine Delude, Wolf, Severa, Cirque Barakil, AJ Brainswordson, Kazran, Ventos Tia, Edward Allon, Nat Clay, Gregorium, Cafe, Ryark Forbear, and Pizza Pockets. Support the show and become a patron today at patreon.com slash speakersxiv. Thank you. This is Speakers of Welcome to Speakers of Fidel in episode 355. I'm Lakeel Bravestone and I'm joined today by Georgi Wiston, Mail of Anadar, and uh, Rolodes. Uh, Hello. 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 Uh, it is June 17th, 2023. Um, it is a v- it's very hot in Europe. Um, mm-hmm. we have, we've entered that, the, that period of time where Europe mm. burns. Um, and it's what you guys deserve. Yeah, agreed. Uh, we had uh, <laughs> 31 degrees today, which wow. is for being up here oh, yeah. quite hot. Um, that's Celsius, by the way. If that had yeah. been in Fahrenheit, that would not have been very impressive for heat. Um, that's like, what's that in Fahrenheit? That's like, uh, Let's just do the quick okay, package. that's by 87. <laughs> yeah, wild. okay, yeah, A- 87 degrees Fahrenheit here. Um, so, uh, yes, uh, have you seen, by the way, there's a lot of um, videos online right now about um, military p- guards uh, fainting. Because of fainting, the- yes. yes. Yeah, the Queen, yeah. Oh, sorry, the King's Guard. Yeah. King's Guard, uh, the French Republican Guards, or whatever mm. they're called, fainting. Because European, believe it or not, old European uniforms were not made for this heat. So uh, no, they're very hot. Uh, Did you see that? See that tweet? That's like, yeah, the, you have to honor the great leader by standing outside in the heat. And if you don't stand outside in the heat and you faint, they drag you into a ditch and you die there. <laughs> wow, that sounds nice. It's uh, yeah. just Europe, man. It is. I mean, I, I mean, think it was that's traditional. So. I, I find that shocking to see like people by being like, "What does? Why are they fainting? Like, what or?" Uh, why are they standing in a row? That's military. Like military people do that all the time. What? Where have you Did been? Did you see the uh, Kingsguard who fell over, who fainted but kept playing his trumpet? I saw that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then, yeah, and you see, and you see the um, 
the people with the the stretcher coming in from the back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think uh, we should. Uh, we need Europe to adopt uniforms like the what was it? No, Catalan, please don't bring them the up again. No, not <laughs> like the Catalan. Whatever it's called. Yeah, get, get some no. real slutty well, uh, short shorts for it, the military. It is proving that it might be time to uh, reduce the amount of like wool that we use yeah. in uniforms in Europe <laughs> yeah. now. Or oh, you could have summer uniforms like. Most we do like though many other nations we do but oh, summer the wool today no 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 rid of next year? no this is right no there are different uniforms the funny hats the the red ones that you see now are the summer uniforms because during the winter they wear gray like thicker coats mm. they just were made for a different time when summer in Man. Europe was. Horrible and sad and rainy and twenty lovely. plus you mean max. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Um, anyways, uh, <laughs> today's main topics are uh, the Korean. There's been a Q Korean Q and A, uh, so we'll be going through that. There's some interesting questions there. I'm sorry if you're watching live. It, it seems like they decide to do main whatever work they're doing on my street while we're doing the show. So there's hmm. going to be blips, it's off peak. but yeah, don't worry, we will continue happened. as if nothing has happened because this is also a VOD. So <laughs> yeah, that's why we're um, not going to address it, chat. Yes, go on. Here, here. Apparently that Korean Q&A happened the week after patch 6.4. So if you're wondering why we haven't covered it until now, that's why. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, we will also be reading Mogmail. Going to get th through quite a lot of Mogmail today. So um, send in more Mogmail, speakersofvideo.com slash Mogmail. So we have more for later. Um, all right, stay tuned if you're watching live uh, for the post show. We'll be answering questions from the syndicate. And as always, speakersofvideo.com slash mods2023 to apply for mod on speakers. All right, uh, let's jump into recent events. Hold on, let me make sure that we can actually hear it because uh, I didn't check that. Okay, here we go, recent events. All right, we... Start. This is recent events. Um, we'll start with the Crystalline Conflict Regional Championship 2023 North America quarterfinals. Yes. Wow. <laughs> God, I've been waiting for this for like <laughs> ages. Yeah. Have you seen how? Oh my God, it's all to play for. I don't know who you're rooting for, but uh, I'm so excited. I am uh, not. Uh, there, there were for eat bug. Eat bug is the one I was thinking mm, about. Eat yeah. bug is a good name. Uh, yeah. I'll, I'll keep an eye on them. Speakers of Highland officially supports eat bug. That well, <laughs> yeah, eat bug. Uh, yeah, that is. We are the official sponsor of eat bug uh, <laughs> <laughs> for the crystal con uh, crystalline conflict regional championship 2023. Uh, okay, uh, yeah, that's uh, fierce battles have been fought, but the dust have settled, and our victorious combatants from the preliminaries are moving on to the next stage of the championship. It is with great excitement that we announce the upcoming quarterfinals live stream on the official Final Fantasy 14 Twitch channel, where the remaining teams will return uh, to the fray to fight to move uh, on to the semifinals at the North American Fan Festival 2023 in Las Vegas. Uh, uh, right, so uh, the first, so day one uh, will take place on June 17th, uh, 4 p.m. PDT, uh, 7 p.m. Uh, EDT, that is 11 p.m. GMT, or midnight um, British Standard Time, uh, or summertime. Um. Is it standard or summer? Never know. Summer. Summer. Um, and uh, 1 a.m. 
Central European time. Um, day two, obviously, the following day, June 18th, same time. So uh, I'm not going to go through all that again. Um, all right. Um, <laughs> Do you like how we didn't have the American times for the American event? Well, it's because I, I I use the European yeah. uh, loads. No, I know, but I still think that was funny. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Um, have you been... I don't know if you've, you've been on the tournament website. It's very nice. It's a, well it's a nice website. website. And you can read about it's the teams of... and... Oh. Yeah, it has all their lodestone links. Um, they have a little oh, team picture. The... And the don't you worry, co-streaming is allowed. It is. Mm. For those that want to uh, shoutcast that. Do people say that anymore? Shoutcasting. Shoutcasting. <laughs> that's, that's not a thing anymore. It's just c commentating now. Yeah, we're going to commentate all over this shit, Weird. guys. Tune in. Why was it called shoutcasting originally? Was it because it was like a lesser, like they didn't want to mix like uh, the art of commentary like with like, I mean, gamers? Gamers Do shout. you remember like early like shout, like for like StarCraft yeah. or like, or for like Dota? Mm -hmm. Like there'd oh, be like, that. there'd be people screaming like, I don't know, one dude would do Black Hole and the comedy would be like, oh, Black Hole, Black Hole! They'd be screaming! <laughs> yeah, it was great. Yeah, those were the like days. Day nine and stuff. Yeah. Um, okay, well, anyways, uh, that's Look that's happening. That. Yep. And the finals, July 29th mm -hmm. in Las Vegas. Oh, boy. Come on, eat mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Uh All right, uh, moving on. New optional items uh, on the Ooh. 14 online store. I just realized I, I don't have the price here, but this is the oh, yeah. uh, dire... Oh, what is it called? The, uh, it's the Shadow Wolf. Shadow Wolf, sorry. Um, yeah. 13, That's her. You can ride her. Eighty. You can ride her for thirteen pounds eighty. That is very. Do I want to say reasonable or expensive? I mean, it's very expensive, but it, it, yeah, I for mean, what it's... it is, it, you can either buy this or a Mary Poppins umbrella. So. <laughs> That's true. Over the umbrella, I mean, this is definitely bet. Well, depends on what you're after. I don't really like big beast mounts like this. Like I've never it's been. It's not that bad. It look it's a little mm. bit smaller than you expect, and it has a good mm. visual effect. Mm -hmm. I feel like this one got a pretty negative reaction, considering. Well, yeah, because they, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, because the data miners were thinking that this would be tied to the uh, the achievement for completing all of Eden and all of Ali uh, all of Omega. Yeah, the blues, and they yeah. were so sure too, which is why <laughs> this was funny. kind of. This was good, <laughs> in a way. I mean, it's sad that it's on the Mog Station. I will never applaud uh, anything ending up on the Mog Station, but the well, but hey, it's a state of fourteen. <laughs> yeah, it really is. I mean, you will never applaud anything ending up on the Mog Station. But do you, are there not things that you prefer to be on the Mog Station rather than outright in the game canonically? Well, I would well, rather anything that I would just not want it at all. Not be but, in the yeah. game, yeah. I mean, if you put it that way, yes, of course. If they announced a big breast nurse mount, oh, hang on. Oh, uh, whoa! whoa. <laughs> where, on. where you sit between you the, the breasts Lekeel, of a giant nurse, then you know, yeah, Lekeel, I would want that on the mock station. 
You can't offer these things to these people. Uh, are you telling me I can get the milky mommy nurse oh, now? You are the kind Come of people on. that ruin video games. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, well, anyways, that is... Um, that's on there. The Shadow Wolf. I'm not going to say this is a bad mount. This is a, or this is a, this is a, a cool nice mount. Man. And the price yeah. is, is cool okay. I, Just remember, that's a lady I mean, writing. It, it's exactly... I mean, is it? The law might not say that it's exactly her if you read the text description of the map. But we all know. I mean, that's her. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It's her persona. You're writing her, it persona. Is her persona. I mean, uh, persona. The price point is the same as it is for all account-wide single-person mounts. So, yeah. yeah. Except for um, Cloud's bike, which yeah. is has which is when more expensive. Which is paid to win. It's paid to win. It's paid to win. Yeah. It is pay to win. It is ca canonically paid to win. Yeah. I mean, the trouble with the store mounts, I'm sure we go over it a lot, but like, slep. The two Magitech mounts. Mm -hmm. You know, the carbuncles, they could have been like an Arcanist quest. Wait, there are like lots of mounts Arcanist that should have been in the game, I agree. The fat cat, the Pisa. Mm -hmm. The Spriggan stone The Pisa was... could have been like a side quest reward for like, yeah. the... like, there's so much that could have just been in the game. But mm -hmm. alas. Such as such as the video game uh, economy nowadays. When they take things that were clearly designed for in-game rewards, but they will say, "No, we designed it specifically for Mogstation," but they're just so perfect for being like an Easter reward or a quest reward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like like Chat saying as well, Sleipner specifically. I mean, I mean, it's literally just should have been from. The we Earth, have an Odin, both an Odin fate and an Odin trial. That mm -hmm. mount should have been a drop from at least mm -hmm. one of them. But that was the original. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that was the original mount on the Mugs one of the original mounts on the Mugs. A yeah. part of me feels like it would have been an in-game reward, but this was back when they thought there would be like a there would only be a certain number of mounts in game and yeah. then like it wouldn't explode and balloon in the amount that we have now. Yeah. So like I think that's just a symptom of what it was what they they didn't it was a a realm reborn curiosity like many other things from back then yeah that was a good time though when all you had was your chocobo you got a chocobo or or magic, enough, and yeah. then the Ariman if you were three months into your veteran or if you were and if you oh, were behemoth and behemoth, behemoth as well the behemoth as well oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, God, the behemoth is an example of a mount that is too big. But no, no, no. <laughs> but earlier Realm Reborn, you didn't have any of them. You only had your chocobo, no. essentially, or a, go a gobu or uh, the legacy chocobo. Mm. Those were the three mounts in the game for a long time. I think you could get the Aruman if you paid for three months in advance or whatever it was. You could, yeah. Because there were people yeah. running around. I mean, the Magitek right. was. It's just one because that was from doing like Castrum or whatever. Oh yeah, of course, and Magitek, of course. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, all right, uh, we're gonna move on to the uh, sweepstakes. Uh, the June uh, sweepstakes uh, have started. I don't know. Has has um, anyone heard anything about anyone winning the other sweepstake? Like the Not the me. the fat. Chocobo, Royal Chocobo, whatever it's called. No, the, what was that? The first one. The first yeah. one was the OC Chocobo, whatever it's called. Yeah, the uh, white. Okay, it was the, the, the original crown. flavor. <laughs> Isn't it the original flavor Chocobo? Is that not what it's called? Um, okay. Uh, no, I haven't heard anyone talking about it. No. Strange. 
There's like no no. It's of... two thousand eight hundred winners, but you'd think you would, you know, they'd brag about it on, the, you know, subreddit. Yeah, we should somewhere. The subreddit is down. Well, sub so. yeah, subreddit well, doesn't exist down. right now. Um, when did this all get announced? Like, is it, is it right at the end of the month period that the winners get announced? I don't know. There's no information about when they are, when the winners are picked. No. They've just moved on to the next one. Um, this one I will not be joining because I have this no. one. One more month, though. One more month, and it's finally the Chocopacapacapacapacapacapacapacapacapacapacapacapacapacapacapacapacapacapacapacapacapacapacapacapacapacapacapacapacapacapacapacapacapacapacapacapacapacapacapacapacapacapacapacapacapacapacapacapacap
Oh, Sorry, okay. Next month. Okay, right. There you are. Yeah, Hello. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So much commentary, just un unsaid. Yeah. Oh God, have you been talking? Yeah, because you've been quiet for uh, this whole <laughs> bit. I so I talked a couple times, but you know, I guess oh, no. it just be like that sometimes. I you didn't know? notice. Mm. Um, okay, uh, if the character name and or homeworld listed in the tweet is incorrect, the price will not be delivered. So I'm assuming this is the same thing that is happening for the the, the previous yeah. one. So check your, your mail, in-game mail, folks. Yeah. Okay. And then you reply. Yes. It's all on Twitter page. All right, let's uh, jump into some, uh, some mog mail then, uh, shall we? This is from, oh goodness, Potter <laughs> Conejo or Conejo, depending on where you're, you're from. Conejo. From Tell Sargatanas. Me, are yeah. you a, a Vieira? Please uh, <laughs> back if you are. Yeah, this, this mug mail is too, too long. I couldn't fit it on screen. Um, uh, hello, Speakers Network. As someone who watches your guys' podcast for a few years now, still remember when the Warriors of Darkness from 3.4 uh, was called Dropped Plot Points by the writers, I do like uh, to do a few New Game Plus runs to see the original plot threads. Now that 6.1 is the start of a completely new plot thread, I see some people not happy with the lack of starting a brand new smaller adventure. I do understand why they feel this way, but uh, as I... Uh, as I do like to look at the overall picture of the current story and not just how it feels now, there is a big elephant in the room that is not addressed by the community. Well, as far as I can tell myself, uh, the elephant in the room is Azem's crystal. For all intents and purpose, uh, purposes, purpose, this is a get-out-of-trouble-free get card that the Warrior of Light has complete access to. <laughs> if curious where I'm going with this, how about I use Stormblood as an example? If the Warrior of Light had complete access to the crystal, as he does in Endwalker and post-base game patches, how do you introduce Azem's crystal to Stormblood's overall story without completely ruining the stakes of Stormblood? Azem's crystal in of itself is far too useful of a tool to not use, uh, use it in any new continent we visit in Atheris. What dictatorship threat on the source could exist that Azem's crystal couldn't just brute force a victory? I'm sure no one wants another Ranjit to be what opposes the Warrior of Light in the next expansion, i.e. A, a stronger than the Warrior of Light opponent to exist, just because it needs to exist to bring stakes to the story. So the question is simple. If the Warrior of Light has a tool that can defeat Asian and a thousand-year-old Void Scent with ease, what chance does anything on the source have that isn't a Warrior of Light kryptonite? I have an answer for this myself, but I would like to know what you guys think. If curious on what my answer is to this problem with the crystal is by the information we're given now in current patches. We have access to a world where no one dies. If you do die there, you can be brought back in time. We have someone in our party with experience in dying and reviving. We have a side quest with a void scent that was split into nine different souls that wanted to be returned as one. I'm implying the Warrior of Light's soul will be shattered in the coming patches to neuter the strength of Azem's crystal going from easy to use to only in emergencies. There could now be a cost to using Asem's crystal because of a weaker Warrior of Light, like Yustola's eyes. If the Warrior of Light soul is shattered like any other Void Scent, then there is potential to have Golbez absorb half of the Warrior of Light soul, leaving both at, leaving both at five each, maybe with Golbez interfering with Asem's crystal. 
This is just a tinfoil hat theory, but it's mostly to address the issue of a tool the Warrior of Light has since Shadowbringers that is far too useful and powerful to just ignore for the sake of plot uh, of a new adventure. That's a lot. It is an interesting question. Yeah. Um, I think one of the things that restrains how useful Azem's Crystal is, is I think that it, is, is, it takes a lot of ether for us to use it. I don't think we yeah. can use it limitlessly. I think they've already yeah. introduced a limit uh, in that sense. Um, I mean, there's also the limitation, at least as far as we know and how it's represented in game. You can't summon an infinite amount of people at the same time. No, it's no. It, it's so far. I mean, it's seven other players to fill out the party, but yeah, we I mean, maybe give it a couple more. But even then, it's like, I I mean, even the eight strongest people out there maybe couldn't take down an entire nation themselves, right? If you know, if need be. I mean, yeah, they could beat up the bad guys, but you know, it it our character can still be susceptible to like fucking army yeah it has been shown yeah i do agree though with the the premise of having this like like deus ex machina like phaser from star trek where the phaser just does everything it can do all <laughs> you know it can kill everyone it does magical it's like the sonic screwdriver or something it's a yeah. tool that does everything and it kind of takes away from a lot of the problem solving for our character and it, How did we figure this situation yeah, out? Yeah, because that's an interesting example. Because the sonic screwdriver, they, the writers, this Doctor Who tool, um, it, which just started out as like a, what it was, a simple screwdriver. And then, well, a sonic screwdriver. And then over time, this screwdriver was able to do anything, essentially. It could power things. It could mm. kill things. Like, it could do anything. To the point where the writers were like, we have to write this out of the story for a bit. Because this is too much. So they they, yeah. they essentially they removed it and then they slowly brought it back and then just gave it like random limitations that are now canon. It doesn't work on wood. It doesn't like there's a lot of like weird things now that they had to like add in so that they couldn't just like god mod for lack of a better yeah. word the, the whole story. Um that I feel like but I feel like that's already sort of happened in this Example, we can't use it willy-nilly. It happens... No, it has limitations, but it kind of like... If we're in any situation, we're about to go into a, an obvious trial. We just summon our party members and we're there. Mm -hmm. And I know most of it's just for the simplicity of getting us into a trial. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I even then with like the... You know, I mean, it's, again, I don't think the power is limitless. It can't... You can't write yourself out of a hole with it you know, or you're right. free yourself from a situation with like Ensinger, even like, like with the eight strongest words you could, seven other strong words you can summon or whatever. It's like, yeah, uh, um, you still need Xenos to help you, right? Uh, it's like it's not. We were. we were at the very edge of the universe, flying through space, and we still managed to summon eight other words well, or seven other words. Well, <laughs> I, I think, I think the the. If it turns out that this becomes like a problem for them down the road, just like the sonic screwdriver, they can write it out. Like it can like yeah. fade, like stop working. Yeah, it can will break. probably break at some yeah. point. I yeah. mean, you can easily have like a deep power moment, like I don't know, Samus losing all their power ups or whatever mm -hmm. uh, every game. <laughs> yeah. But like, um, yeah, I mean, it's ha it's happened up to four too. Like we've lost the 
uh, the, the whatever the crystals shit in heaven's word yeah the crystals the, blessing yeah yeah, yeah the yeah. crystals blessing like that and that could be an interesting plot point if you wanted to you could be like oh okay they could do a little fake out like oh, okay cool you're gonna do this trial let's use the zem crystal to summon it and they're like it's not working right uh where maybe you lose yeah that yeah, was one that's... of the best things in stormblood and you you know everyone hates him now but whatever mm-hmm. fighting xenos early on was a really good enemy because he annihilated us yeah and that felt good because like god it's actually a really strong enemy yeah yeah and we haven't really had that that's... since what I was hoping was going to happen, uh, they, it's kind of what was promised, to be honest, with the uh, a new adventure thing. They broke up the Scions and we were just going to start over. Kind of mm. not what happened, because we're already doing Void shit. We're flying around. We fought, <laughs> a, you know, um, we we're going to fight Zeromus next. So, you know, it's mm. it, it escalated very quickly. Um, I do hope... Maybe the next expansion is like when that really happens. That would be nice. Yeah. Um, where we like. I think they need to get out of the habit of writing situations where we almost don't feel any like peril because we know after the next patch cycle we'll have killed this enemy, or after you know this is the well, enemy for the end, you know, for the next few patches, and then we kill it. Yeah. Well, the. The thing with us is that, like, I mean, even Endwalker addresses this, is that, like, most things aren't a threat to us anymore. Mm-hmm. No. Like, no. that's Maybe why they threaten yeah. our friends. We yeah. we need another, like, l- Heaven's Word moment where we yeah, lose the blessing. Yeah, that felt really good. I think because we've, we've reached a point, we're gods now, essentially. Yeah. We're, we're fighting the gods, in fact. Yeah, we're like, gods who fight it's, gods. Where do, you, where do you go? Like, how would you make anything on this planet a threat anymore? Like, we are... Well, I mean, yeah. it, it's, it's said, too, in game. It's like, the only reason why we're strong is because we're pushing our limits with Dynamis. Yeah. You yeah. know? Like, that's... It, but that's not, like, a, a constant thing we can do. Right. It's it's yeah. it's kind of said to be like when you're really really under pressure mm-hmm. uh, or like you you know you can go you know you can limit break go beyond yeah. your limits uh of with normal ether but it's I think you can still have stories with that it, it, with those two things in place being like oh well it, when it comes to the edge we can really come out on top mm-hmm. sometimes not always uh and our fancy rock is mostly just to fill out the party for stuff. It's better yeah. than them saying, yeah, and then my entourage joined me to yeah. fight God. Because yeah. <laughs> that, that, that I'm, I'm glad, because th- that crystal has solved that awkward point in the story, because in A Realm Reborn, and up up until we get the crystal, those people, even they tried in A Realm Reborn, like, bring some of your friends. Like, that's essentially <laughs> what they're saying, to well, storm the castrum. It's like, mm. the- a little weird. The issue is that, like, prior to us getting the crystal, is that sometimes it will the game will out go out of its way to say that we have brought like other adventurers to join us. Mm-hmm. But yeah. then there are other instances, like I think the um, I think the chrysalis is an example of this, where I believe canonically we're fighting them alone, but we just have other people there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those ones are the bad ones. The worst offenders are twenty four mans because I feel like they don't say anything. Right. At all. No. As, like, I think Voidwork is like... But we're not bringing them to fight eight-man things. <laughs> yeah. Well, I have recently been leveling an alt. 
And I've been doing it just so I can test the new stuff that was introduced. Mm -hmm. uh, and I've been doing the duty support system. And now mm -hmm. that all makes sense that when they say sense. bring your yeah. friends because they can, they do join you and they do feel like cause it's the same people all the time if you're doing one class. And you can yeah, see I them like as that. they, they even have dialogue that develops as you get higher up in level. Yeah. They're like, they start as like really like unsure and like, what the hell are we doing? And then they get more and more confident and their gear changes and then you're at the castrum. And it's it it makes more sense now when they say bring your friends because the, when they like say it now, if you're a new player, you know who those friends are. It's those mm -hmm. are the duty com duty support people. So I'll, I'll take the friend rock over the entourage. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think the, the, the posse that, that follows yeah, us. Agree. was probably before <clears throat> Nidhogg. That was the last time it felt because you were on the platform with all the other players anyway, watching him. Mm -hmm. So that was like, yeah. Yeah. It's time to stay going. But then after that, a lot of it's a bit off. Have we so have any of you done the Cape did you have you done Cape Westwind, Georgi, after the rework? No, I haven't gotten up to that point in my in my replay. No. Oh my god. I mean we I did it and it is wow. That is so unexpected. They really made him like a real They even do like multiple fake outs during that fight it's oh, crazy he just Marcus never gives up like there's a point where he's like downed and you're like okay i'm done and you try to skip the cutscene because like i've seen the cutscene with him dying before this cutscene <laughs> cannot be skipped and he just fucking powers back on and he's like super yeah. hard it's really good, good. that's yeah. how it should have been they really made him what he should mm -hmm. have been yeah uh, which i i like so yeah thumbs up have uh, you done the yeah have you done the post uh Post Praetorium uh, La Habrea fight yet? Yes, I have. That too was also quite interesting. Um, I don't. I, if people haven't done it, you should do it <laughs> because it's <laughs> uh, it's, it's sad that you can't. Like these are du uh, instance duties. You can't like mm. do them again. Well, the issue is no. Except via New Game Plus. New the Game issue Plus. is that yeah. like they're towards the end of that chapter of New yeah. Game Plus. You essentially yeah. have to do all of a Realm Reborn to get to them. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's yes. Uh, yeah. Waiting for the graphics to roll is fair as well. But you're no, probably gonna right. not see a lot of the Realm Reborn NPCs uh, upgraded. You'll probably see like Raoban and stuff. We'll see. But, yeah. We'll see. You can. You know. Mm -hmm. And the Scions, obviously. Um, yeah. Anyways. Yeah. I um, think we need a dressing down or something to give us the threat back into the storyline. I know that we're we're hoping for Mercidia and I think that's probably going to happen. Uh but I am that's why I was also hoping that maybe the new world because that's a world where no one knows us. We are we have no idea mm. where we're going like there's no, we have no connection to anything essentially on mm. the new world. With Mercidia yeah. we um, come with baggage. We have you know, we have talked to Daddy Midi. We have yeah. talked to a lot of his kin uh, or his brood, I should say. So I don't know. I will say when I said earlier that like we, nothing's a threat to us, I didn't say that as a negative. I kind of like that. Mm. I like I... that it means that things have to threaten other th things other than us. But then we're always just being like, it's okay sometimes to that trope of where like you're just super badass and just can smash things is great sometimes but i think if it's every time because we're playing us yeah we know we'll defeat everything and it's like well what's the point in threatening dancred you know we'll save him yeah 
because the, there's no real threat to the main. Off. The main cast but they isn't never really do. threatened anymore. You've shown us, like died twelve times. She's never gonna <laughs> die. If they kill her, well, it, it's not. Maybe I will feel some threat. I don't mind having. You know, I mean, we're we have to be overpowered because we're the main character essentially. But it, it's just no monster feels or or, or and villain feels like a threat because I know that we're just gonna be you know showing up and and yeah, and even when well, they, they do, they, they can always... do it though. I mean, you remember the um, what was that quest and and Walker is it out? No, the one after out in the cold where you're in the the guy the imperial body like that. That, feels like that, a real that wasn't threat. us. That yeah. wasn't us. That was one of the best parts of the expansion in terms of rap. Yeah. Yeah. So they can they can definitely get that feeling in people. Like I mean That's true. Obviously we're gonna beat the bad guy. Yeah. But, you know, we we can yeah, get but it has to feel it would be interesting for. if we didn't once though. Like you can still complete the duty, but you fail essentially, like yeah, in the story. That would be good. I mean that's what happened in the, in the last trial Demons. essentially. Yeah, <laughs> we we yeah. we beat the fight, but I mean he still got what he wanted. It's just that I don't mm. care about that. Like that that feels like just a four. You know they had to do a Final Fantasy four tie in at the end because we've been doing the four story. I feel like we need something that has is more impactful mm. than what is potentially happening yeah. in the story now. But yeah. I think they should blow up a I... continent. Yeah. <laughs> I, blow up Mercedes. I don't know before about that. I don't. I think I don't. I don't know if we should go this cataclysm route. No. Um. A, one thing is that, like, I don't necessarily like think that it's my mind. Mind went blank. <laughs> oh, <laughs> nice, relatable. That's old age. Yeah. At empty moment. What they should mm. do, you know, the big titan in uh, Ilsebard. Yeah. Where is he? On the map. Oh yeah. Him. That guy is like a thousand foot tall. Its armor mm. is comprised of uber ether, uber dynamis, so we can't penetrate it. And he's just stomping through the land on a, like a, you know, a kamikaze path straight for like limps or something. Uh-huh. And he's just this immovable force. And every patch, you start seeing him in the distance getting closer and closer. And then he destroys limps and immensa. But then we have no some sort of invention to break through his arm or something. But like an enemy we can't touch is yeah. always in like for a while always feels good. That would be yeah, to have so, yeah, like a like yeah like Dallamwood was, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like in something threatening that's in the background. Like overwhelmingly like, well, we're just not how are we gonna defeat this? All we can like do is like slow it down for a bit or yeah, maybe exactly. yeah. Essentially, that is the threat of the void right now. It's just that like we're going through this really accelerated story yes, of fast. being That's able cool. to access this the void. Yeah, mm. yeah. Well, I think if this was a bit well, more it's. Pace, I like that you say it's too fast, and yet we're complaining that this story arc is going too slowly. <laughs> well, it's complicated because it we know we know this is <laughs> like an inconsequential side section before you go to the main story. Well, yeah. the, 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 the thing is, it's not that I remember what I was going to say earlier. I actually don't think this this the MSQ right now is inconsequential because it is the reason it has to be MSQ is that if they don't make it MSQ, there will be no in there will be no main scenario reason for why we can travel between shards. So that is why this is main scenario. Yeah, but that's fine. It's it's disappoint. It is annoying that it's not great. But like, I understand why they have made it's this just, name the MSQ. It's just that the things that happen in it to get this shard travel feels like nothing. It feels like yeah. this is just fluff 
Final Fantasy like, 4 Aramis fluff. could be like a whole expansion pass. It could be even be They could have done pass. anything to introduce shard travel. They could have done like a Wii shard travel. I mean, they they could they could have done anything, but very possibly they want it done as soon as possible. Yeah. For reasons that we don't know yet, because watch, we don't know what the next expansion is. Watch that the next expansion has nothing to do with shard travel. Okay. <laughs> it is. It is. No, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. It's like how the Warriors of Darkness didn't pay off for an expansion and a half. Yeah. 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 But which will make which will make this linger for an expansion and a half as just nothing. Uh, yeah. Hope. Uh, well, yeah. Come back in a year and a half, and maybe we'll say, "Wow, that Zero stuff was wicked." Yeah. Wow, that was crazy when they mm. set that up. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Chad, Chad is bringing up that other shards aren't accessible at all. I mean, Yishtola ended this last patch with essentially saying that we were going to utilize the light on the first in some yeah. way to combat Zeromus. So I don't think it's going. I don't think it's going to be remaining as if we can only travel between the thirteenth and the, the source. Here's the question with that, Gorg, my young fellow. The light on the first. Will that have to travel via the source to the 13th, or can we arc the gap between them? I think ideally we wouldn't have to do that. I don't know, though. I think that's worth pondering, because it seems like we always are going... Like, everything's happening between the source and the shards. The calamity or the ether comes back to the source. We have never gone to a shard and then gone to another. We always come back. Hmm. It feels like there aren't pathways between them. True, but maybe there are. Um, I, Brother, I mean, what is this is next it... expansion going to be? Yeah, I don't know. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm really I'm excited. Still, like, what is it? <laughs> Where are we going? I, I just, we're talking about shard travel a lot. I just, I'm just kind of over it. I think we've said I mean, this before. I agree I, a little bit. I want to do Aeorzean stuff. I want to do Aetherius. Well, I want to do, yeah, the planet. There are continents yeah. still that we haven't been to. Like, what are we doing here? We can't just keep jumping to from one theme park to the next. Yeah, but not having the pivot until the point five is very fun because we'll know the expansion before we see the pivot, which is the like the first time that generally seems to happen. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of fun. We have no idea, and that... You know what, I like that, because this game's very predictable, and I want to be surprised. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, I don't know if there's anything else to say. Uh, Thanks, Conejo. Thank you. Uh, I'm sure I've mispronounced your name. We have to... Arte Conejo. Um, okay. Um, yeah, that's it. Thank you. Uh, next, uh, Mugmail. This is from... Uh, no? This is incorrectly loaded. Hold on, let me... We'll run the intro so I buy myself some time. Yeah, absolutely. Uh... <laughs> Shit. Okay. Uh... Yeah, here we go. Here we go, everyone. Uh... A little bit hard to read. Yeah, it's a little hard. <laughs> I've, I've turned down the brightness. Okay. I wonder if this just has the wrong name on the start. Let's just see if that's if it's as simple as that. It is. Oh, okay. Well, this the, okay. okay, well, you know this what? Then, then I will read it here because it's not showing correctly. This is from Christ Seymour from Seraph. Uh, is that how it's pronounced? Christ Seymour. Christ Seymour. Okay, I think I've covered some bases there. It must be surely one of them. Uh, from Seraph. Uh, Seraph? Seraph. 
Um, there you go. Pick your... Serap H. Serap H. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hello again, speakers. Sorry in advance for another long mogmail. Recently, one of your mogmails asked about server culture. <laughs> and it made me think about another cultural topic that is tangentially related and something I'd be interested to hear some of your opinions about, especially since you all have played for quite some time, even if it may not be relevant to you individually. I've played a lot of MMOs in my life, many of which no longer exists. A rip to a real one, Star Wars Galaxies. Oh, that's a great oh, one. That's the original piece. sandbox. Yeah, but I think the three AAA MMOs I've spent the most time actively playing and doing endgame content have been Final Fantasy XIV, uh, Star Wars The Old Republic, and World of Warcraft. Obviously, it's 2023, and the internet zeitgeist changes quickly. But out of all the MMOs that. I've played, Final Fantasy XIV seems to be the most openly accepting and friendly for queer slash LGBTQ plus players, both currently and throughout its history. In fact, during the content lulls, sorry, 1500 tombstone relic grind, this expansion, <laughs> I've found myself going back and playing uh, Star Wars The Old Republic and WoW again for a month or two, and still pretty regularly see some fairly uh, ignorant comments in world slash general slash group chats uh, there that you really just don't see in 14. I don't mean this in a... GC, oh, great community, great by the community. way. Yeah, uh, I, uh, yeah. I had to look that up, so I was like, what? <laughs> as our community is not without issue. Every June, as Pride Month kicks into gear on the subreddit, we see lots of folks come out of the shadows to be bigoted. But for the most part, as a queer gamer, 14 was the first game I really felt comfortable being myself and not having to code switch to being straight with other players. It's one of the reasons that made me stay when I started playing 14 more seriously in Heavensward. And anecdotally, many of my LGBTQ plus friends feel that way too, even in spaces that are even more self-selecting like 14 related streamers slash Discord servers slash etc. It largely seems like this is the case. I would be interested to hear your perspectives on this, thinking all the way back to 1.0, do you think 14 has always been queer friendly? Do you think it's mostly due to real life cultural shifts, successful moderation policies from Square Enix, uh, how connected everyone feels to their character, the game's general demographics, or something else. P.S. You guys do a great job of having your speakers community be extremely queer-friendly, and in a time IRL where many queer folks, especially those within the trans community, are often made to feel unwelcome, it's nice to see places like your community, Discord, and Twitch chat, etc. be places where fellow warriors of light can feel comfortable to be themselves. It may seem small, but for many of us it isn't, so thank you. Thank you, uh, hey. Christ. Um, Very nice thing to say. Yeah. We're glad you feel welcome here and that we make it a nice place for people to be. Yes. Whatever yeah. they want. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, it's not easy, I would say, in no. a lot of communities. And especially, I mean, our genre, the MMO genre, has it's, historically it's never been history, accepting. It? Yeah. It is mm. a place where you've had to uh, deal with a lot of slurs. Uh, oh, very God. gamer. It is very gamer. Very, There's a yeah, lot of gamer language. Yeah. The thing with yeah. MMOs is because of their longevity, people stick with them for a long time. So, like, people who play WoW and have played since release have a 2004 mindset. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, it I mean, wasn't a lot of them... really. I mean, we, I know, I know it was a different time. We'd like to say that a lot, but we knew back then that it wasn't no, all right then either. But, but MMOs was. Just definitely the worst place to go 
Like, yes. that mm. is... The toxicity MMO is of bad. MMO communities has been bad. Well, competitive gaming, especially around that time, was very bad. The MMOs was kind of a mixture of competitive but very accessible, especially WoW. So it gave very angry people the accessibility to be competitive. Mm -hmm. and yeah. It didn't breed a good environment. Remember the more dots guy? Yeah. I'm, I'm sure he said some yeah. shit. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm positive. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I also wanted to mention that we say it, it, that is a big problem is that we say gamer language, which heated gaming moment is like a thing. That, yeah. yeah, yeah, it is. Playing games isn't like it shouldn't a be a thing. thing anymore. So the gamer as a like a <clears throat> persona or pejorative, yeah, mm. it's kind of based on a very old mindset of what people who played games used to be because like, it was a much more closed community yeah but what I, I think one of the reasons why this becomes such a big problem in mmos is that you're like in a guild say and there's mm. like the your guild leader is like a bigot like he's throwing out like horrible shit and you just want to play the game so you just you go <laughs> lol yeah. like and then yeah. you're just like <laughs> you're sort of just feeding this machinery of like awful language and then eventually you pick that up yourself and then you, are you got very it going. Influenced by the people you play with on a long-term basis, even if you don't quite realize it. Yeah. Uh, man, let me tell you, it's very good. I left that uh, Modern Warfare Two. Uh, <laughs> oh my god. Plan I was oh my in. God. I can imagine. <laughs> Shout out to Zombie Side if you're still out there. The most but, racist but, English people in my life. But, there. <laughs> but that's why fourteen is so interesting. Because well, why though? I don't know. Fourteen. Before I go into my theory, has this always been the case with fourteen, Nikhil? Like since one have you felt this way, or has it was it something that's really started to pick up around a realm reborn? No, I think I don't think I saw any. Fourteen in one was a very different game than it is now, and it was very mm -hmm. laid back. It was chilly. Oh. It wasn't very competitive, right? So I mean, laid back in a way that. It was just yeah. taking time to do things, right? It wasn't like you had you weren't raiding, hardcore raiding. There wasn't any of that because I feel like that breeds a lot of that because they scream at you and they get angry and pissy at you. Um, obviously, there's um, always going to be bad people, but I don't think I've ever encountered any of them in, in 1.0. It was all very like helpful and nice. Uh, 2.0 was very friendly. Yeah. I mean, oh, the whole yeah. game throughout his whole life has been very friendly. Uh, and I, I can't really put my finger on why, but... No. It, by all accounts... But I, I think it might be because a lot of the people that started playing Final Fantasy XIV were not typical MMO players. And so mm -hmm. they actually brought normal manners and views that weren't like from 2004, you know, screaming on in mm. Ventrilo, you know. The, I, I think I that like might I have, have been. Like a small, th I mean, maybe, I don't know. But two things, I'll say <clears throat> uh, it's a little bit more welcoming to women in general. I mean, you know, you've seen yes. like some of the census data mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, yeah. where just, for the most part, <laughs> being it, a it, woman is... You know. Is it not the case that it has, it's the M like main mainstream MMO with the most women players? Yeah, yeah. I, at least yeah. at least place that do senses or at least one of the big ones, I would say. Um, but yeah, it's 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 a bit more friendlier to that. 
uh, and anything in between. But you know, you, that man. brings up another uh, thing that's unique with this game. It is very friendly to women. Like if, yep. in WoW, in WoW, we I mean, I, I, I remember. there are some stories some from that game that I remember. <laughs> <laughs> I remember Burning Crusade. They are all a bunch out. of Ferengis for a while in in, <laughs> oh, yeah. in WoW. <laughs> I'll say that. Um, um, um so one theory, I'm going to put on my amateur psychologist hat for a okay. second. Do it. I think one reason that the game might feel more open is that you are going to be, as a result of the fact that you can play any class on one character, you're going to be more associated with that one character. So you might put more of your personality or yourself into the game, as well as the fact that it is a bit more story focused. So you feel more involved in the universe yeah. as well as the people around you. Mm -hmm. I don't know yeah. if that's, there's any logic behind that. I think there's that, merit but... in that. Yeah. Because if if you're not if you're not having fun on on the thing you're playing as well you can just switch easily but i think because you have one main character you're a little bit more um like beholden to like a, having a reputation on on your server or whatever yeah i you you are you it's like this is you on on the server mm, yes oh yeah I, go on, go on. I, sorry another thing i'll say and uh, what I'm gonna say, I, it's not pejorative. It's not a bad thing. Don't want anyone to take it that way. Uh -oh. But I just think Final Fantasy is gay. Like, <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? Happy like, Pride as Month. a series, it's it. it you know, it, you remember what people said about Final Fantasy growing up, right? They're like, mm. Cloud's gay. He looks effeminate. I, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? It's. I think it's always kind of. Not, I don't think catered to that kind of stuff, but it's definitely had that following for, I would say, I, a decent amount of time. I, I say yeah. I don't think I've ever heard anyone say I that. Never heard I <laughs> really no. I don't definitely, think we grew up in, in similar I've, circles. I've, uh, yeah, I've definitely heard people say that before. Yeah, like that was. I mean, I don't know if you remember or ever experienced it, but like talking about JRPGs, I'd be called like fucking gay for that in high school. Nah, yeah. like, you play. play the, yeah, there's a certain naked. What the fuck? Yeah, I mean, you know? yeah, there's a certain degree of like, because of the like, because they don't have the stereotypical manly like look of like a Western game. There's this certain association that certain people make with the kinds of people that would play JRPGs. Maybe this is not something that happens in Europe. Maybe this is something that is uh, more common in. Uh, the US and Australia. I don't mm. know if I can necessarily say that, but I that is an experience. I can relate to Rollo's experience on this. Yeah. Maybe. Like, like I if I want to talk about Gears of War it, or something, it's like, oh, uh, yeah. Fable? Yo, that, that's gay. <laughs> like, you know, like that's I what you shit mean. I would hear. <laughs> I, guess. I don't think I ever heard it about Final Fantasy, but I think. I just heard that it was like the time. nerd game was all I remember. Like, mm. uh, yeah. yeah. But you'd hear around that time <clears> if you didn't play, you know, if you played. If if you played something that the person you were talking to didn't like, what you liked was gay. That was like, yeah. it doesn't matter what it is. Right. That. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, that was just a normal insult to say. To yes. Yes. For, yes. For, yes. Just for anything. I I will say that also. Um, not. Uh, this sounds like I'm. This doesn't apply to us, but well, it does also. But like the the community around the like the creative community around the game as well is also very like not as toxic as 
other games uh, content creators oh, uh, without pointing fingers. I don't know. Is it because it's smaller? I think I think it is because we we are well I my only MMO like I played WoW for a little bit, but I mm. primarily played Eleven. I come mm. from like a Final Fantasy place, right? I that mm. is most of what I my like game mm. experience online is. And a lot of the creators in the community as well will have that started early, like in the like mm -hmm. the the, mm. the OGs were also Final Fantasy fans that then became Final Fantasy fourteen content creators and they had this like open, non toxic like language and then everyone who joined later just learned that that's the culture here. You've seen that yeah. with mm -hmm. a lot of the WoW uh, people that came to fourteen mm -hmm. and came yes. with their like vulgar language. Very quickly <laughs> learned we do not speak like that here, <laughs> and they adapted. Yeah. Um, I mean, I I would also uh, something I'd also consider would be that like. I would say that a lot of the rhetoric or like impetus of Final Fantasy games is like a little bit progressive in general, mm -hmm. in terms of like like one of the main thrusts of Seven is it's an environmentalist story. Yeah. Um, like I think that people that associate or that like can uh, resonate with these kinds of stories are also more likely to be more open to a variety of identities. Right. Yeah. 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 yeah I mean, come on. I mean, Final Fantasy Ten Two. That's a girl's night out. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, it's true. Like, that is true. That is true. Yeah. Like, you literally... That's you li pop. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, yeah. I'll say, I'll say one thing. I mean, I've talked about this before, and this is, I, you know, this is everywhere. It, it's in every kind of community, see? I, I think 14 is, the community in general and the game itself is fairly progressive, fairly welcoming to gender identity and sexuality and all that mm -hmm. the thing i noticed that still sticks out is just some of the race stuff i don't think yeah, I, people I, have, I thought you were gonna say this are particularly good because i still have bad experiences with that stuff in this game um where mm. it's just it's strange because you know you'll hear like the the kind of you know welcoming talk for you know, um, queerness and all that. Great. Love that. But then the same breath, sometimes I hear really weird, like colorist stuff or racist, mm -hmm. like, like, um, God, I, I remember when I, when I used to run my FC, like seriously, I'd get people joining that were, you know, very nice, friendly people. And then they say some off the wall shit, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, I remember one dude, he was like, yeah, you know, I talk that ghetto language. I talk that, that ghetto street. <laughs> Found out he was like some dude from like Finland or something. I'm like, what are you, what, what? are you doing here? I, <laughs> what? I, I, um, I think it's fair to say that although this is... Where do you find these people? Generally <laughs> a very welcoming, open community. There are also, as with every community... Yeah. Addicts. Like there yeah, was yeah. the whole thing about the remember there was a lot of stuff about the stalking like drama yeah. and you know Oh yeah, there's there's bad things. I mean no moved. this community is not perfect. Yeah. No not perfect. no community is perfect. But it is um, yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, for it's its surprisingly genre surprisingly progressive. progressive. I think <laughs> it, you have to I'll say it is better than when I occasionally play Rainbow Six Siege. I don't Ooh. know how they know what to call me. But boy, <laughs> laser precision 
every time they know what slur to use. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. impressive. Yeah, They've got to be telepathic on there. Yeah. Um, but I, yeah, I just, I feel like, again, it's not super bad. It's like lighter stuff, but you'll see people be like, ooh, that chocolate skin character. Like, mm, yeah. Mm. <laughs> I mean, no. I guess I just, I, yeah. I, I, I sort of understand what you mean, and I can sort of draw parallels to like aspects of like the lgbtq particularly the uh, the male gay community in that like there's a certain degree of like racism in that as well i feel like there may be some transferability between these two issues and like while like 14 is like progressive in certain aspects like it also adopts like other aspects of the communities that it's more welcoming towards. I mean, yeah. societal issues exist outside the game, and that will translate into mm. the video game, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. That is just how it is. I mean, if you are a racist and a bigot, that is going to shine through in the game. So that is yeah, that is for the, the society to change, unfortunately. But we can try. That's what we, we do here. We can always we strive better. Yes. Be but better. But I don't think it's from any of like i don't think it's mod policy i think they have a good mod policy mm-hmm. i think they're pretty hard on you know you don't act like this but i don't think that deters people in general uh mm. i don't think it's to do with cultural shifts because this game came out near enough to old mmos to potentially have attracted those sort of people yeah i don't know what it is well, I think, I think it is. It started with a good foundation and that yeah, has just, become the culture yeah. of the game and we're upholding yeah. it. I mean, so. I, would also say, yeah. I would also say the world within the game is also very open and like welcoming yes. as well. Like, yeah. I can't really think of many other examples outside of like cases where like male characters speak derogatorily in a derogative manner about women. I can't think of many other examples of them like targeting people because of like, like real world race. Obviously, there's a degree. Right. There's this weird yeah. Lullafell hate in game, but like, like there's nothing really that's like against race or sexuality or anything like that in the universe. No. Yeah, because yeah. no, yeah, I think a lot of, especially medieval like Western fantasy, they get like a little obsessive with like women's roles sometimes mm. in games, or mm. like they'll. Like, I, I think we can pull any kind of generic Western fantasy RPG or game or whatever or story and just be like, yeah, you know, this is a cool, magical fantasy society. You can do man, But women are still subservient to men <laughs> yeah. explicitly. Yeah. Even more like yeah. they are only there's no such thing as a female ruler or right. a, a female artisan, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and they'll kind of harp on that like a little bit too much, you yeah. know? And Whereas think, in like fourteen is just a bit more like it doesn't say anything about yeah. it, which is enough to be. It's not weird. Welcoming. It's not I weird that the, the pirate. Thing. It's not weird that the pirate nation is ruled by a woman. Like that's just no. That they is don't a, mention it, law. and that's the best part about it. It's not. Yeah, yeah. It's not unnatural. No. And it's not like no. All, it's not like a trophy that they parade around. Like, look, our leader is a woman. All so the three city states are actually ruled by women. So yeah. yes. It's, it's never, and it's never viewed it as like a weird thing. That's yeah, just, just yeah, it just happened to be the that. male. Yeah, the male-led city states were added in expansions. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I think it's so, just, yeah, it's just a well-built world that just is how it is and reflects mm. well. On and you never question it. So you don't it's because it's, it's natural. No. Yeah. Why would you? It's just how the world should be. Exactly. Uh, 
Uh, let's also not forget Horshafont, you know, which Heavensward, by the way. Like, it started in A Realm Reborn yeah. and continued on in Heavensward. I mean, you know, there's there's a lot here uh, in the game that um, yeah. you wouldn't see yeah, in the... World of Warcraft, I will say, at I least mean, not in the so... early days. I think it also not being competitive helps, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <it's> not... <laughs> You're not, yeah. like, fighting over resources or... Mm -hmm. Yeah, or... another argument I think I saw in chat earlier is that because it's a relatively casual, friendly MMO, there's no degree of, like, like picking on people for being, like, poor players for the most part. Mm. You yeah. Know I'm going to say something, and I think... I've, I'm pretty... I just got this one. I think I'm, I'm, I'm pretty right on this one. I think 14's community is closer to something like Second Life than it is to, like, WoW. You know what I, I mean? Crazy yeah. With that. yeah. I think it's possible that this might... I mean, it might, might not be, but I think because our crafting and gathering systems are very detailed, very... Uh, in depth and kind of occupy you a lot when you're doing them. Yeah. That brings in a very large amount of people who just want to chill. Mm. Yeah. And are happy to just and, craft and play the game that way. And that's that's a very chill way to And play. I know we have an issue with the neighborhood system of four the housing system of fourteen, but I do think that brings a certain degree of like a, a community to the world. Um and also just like how I think there is so maybe I can't speak to this personally because I haven't played really any other MMOs other than 14, but I feel like there is a stronger degree of RP in the 14 community compared to other MMOs. Massively yeah. larger amount of RP in this community. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. RP in like in WoW is restricted to servers they have rp servers yes, yeah. yes. if you're not well, playing on an rp server and you role play god help you we, i mean we technically have unofficial rp we servers. have unofficial ones but it's welcome everywhere and yes. when you see it happening i mean we we not, did a little you know, bit hermit's if we can hovel. call it that. yeah I think not labeling the servers is actually a good thing. It's a better thing mm. segregating yeah. your role players is bad it doesn't make yeah. sense mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, as long as you're not being intrusive in the world, like you're not, yeah. as long as you're not ruining the experience for others around you, I think people are generally pretty like tolerant of our peers in the game. Yeah, and that's yeah. huge in this community. The lack of having your experience ruined. Right. Yep. It's very rare that you are like inconvenienced by other people. Yes. Actually, I we need to wrap. I should have but... said. Yes, go on. That was just last thing. I should have said not Second Life. That shows I'm a boomer. Uh, VR chat is the new hotness. VR chat, oh, that's what, yes. what I should have said. Yeah, I, I feel like no, Second Life is no. a bit of an insult almost at this point. No, Lotto <laughs> said Second Life, and I think he People needs to walking around like fucking goofy with their dick out in, in Second Life. <laughs> that's the same thing in VR chat. Yeah, that is yeah. what they do uh, up that's there. Fair, yeah. That is fair. Um, okay, well, uh, on that note, uh, yes. Uh, very it's a very welcoming game uh happy pride uh everyone happy, yeah. happy uh, pride be gay do crimes that's roll right official roller decree <laughs> that's right we were supposed to read through a lot of uh, mogmail today um but yeah, we, this was a very good conversation yeah. yeah it was a good conversation so we got through i two. think that's as long as there's value to kids it's fun that's true. i actually think the that's question true. is just very relevant to the moment it is it so. is, it is. Uh, yeah hey 
Um, okay. Uh, well, thank you. We'll read more Mogmel next week. I don't think there's any massive yeah. things happening. I mean... What, is, is 14 the, community. Six, 16 will be out. 16 <laughs> will be out. But yeah. Other than um, that. Mm. Uh, okay. All of us will be sick that day. Yeah. <laughs> this shit don't stop just because of 16. No. I, I did. I did. Be there myself doing nothing. I have realized <laughs> that Star Trek Night is on launch day. Oh, yeah. But launch we're day is going to be we're going to, we're going to be alone. On Star Trek Night next week. I'm just saying. I'm predicting that. We just... need to make sure no one can talk. Because if they <laughs> spoiler. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, let's uh, jump into the main story. Um, so the uh, Korean um, version of the game. Or the Korean community has had their 42nd live letter. Um, on May 27th. And uh, now we're going to read it. <laughs> we're going to read a, the Q&A section from, from the live Can letter. I a question? Yeah. Why is the Korean version of the game separate from the rest of the world? It is a good question. Does I, anyone know? All I know is that it's because, I mean, I think the localization started late. So they are just mm -hmm. behind because of that. But also, they have a hmm. completely different um, billing system, don't they? Like, you, you pay... Yeah. Per hour. Per Can, hour. Can't you... Can't you do oh, it like? Can't you play four, or fourteen internet cafes there, similar to yeah. China? Yeah, right? I think they have. So they can you can build be built that way with your internet cafe time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, also, I think they have separate laws to There's game that, similar yeah. to China where, about like ages they and have stuff and time. Yes. Yeah, ages and time. It's I think. it's so that it the restrictions that have to be imposed on the Korean client does not apply to us. Interesting. Mm -hmm. That's so interesting considering how often South Korea is upheld as like a bastion of what like uh, capitalism can do to a third, formerly third world country. Yeah. 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 I uh, don't think that quite as much different in content though, is it? It's not like grinding. No, I don't think so. Like, it, no. I'd be interested to see how 14 is doing in Korea because it's very different from a generic Korean MMO you know that is popular there yeah i think are they um, skipping like i mean all their playtime is going to be watching cutscenes and surely it has to be popular otherwise i don't it has I to be popular in be, both yeah. korea and china i don't see why they would put the effort into it otherwise yeah right right um well i i was trying to find out where they are uh, like what patch they're on i saw it on the website that it was I think they're 6.3. They're going up 6.4 now. Okay, so that's where they're they up. close now. Yeah, yeah okay. they're, they're almost there. Yeah. Well, that's good. Yeah. Um, yeah, so they, they are having... If you were a Korean player that started playing when the game came out, you've essentially... This game has gained patches super fast. Like, they've mm -hmm. been yeah. catching up real... Oh, real wow, fast. it must be exciting to yeah. play in Korea yeah. right now. And they're on accelerator to schedule. But, <laughs> but imagine once they reach... They catch I'll up. Tell oh. you right now, four months every four months. Yeah. What the fuck? Quit Dude, I'll the tell game. you right now, as a, as a Lost Ark enjoyer at release, having like massive grindy content added every month and having to try and keep up with it to catch up to the Korean client is not fun. Well, it's stressful. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. it kind of made the game. Well, 14's thankfully not that much. No, I know. Kind of, but yeah. if you're getting like a. 30 hour story every patch. Yeah. You gotta quickly do the extreme. And you're paying by the hour. Comes out. You're yeah. paying by the hour. Yeah, that was <laughs> cool. 
Um, okay. Uh, so um, yeah, this happened um, on in May, May twenty seventh. So this is the Q and A section, which is the only relevant part for us, obviously, because we we know what's happening in in. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. I'm a player that plays. Sorry, mains red mage. When dual cast buff is active, using oh, this is translated by the way uh, from the subreddit. So shout out to them who they're down by the way, but their their Discord yeah. is still up. Um, I'm a player that mains red mage. When dual cast buff is active, using a combo will cause the buff to disappear. As I've been waiting for this to be fixed from Stormblood to Endwalker, is it not going to be improved? Uh, <laughs> they answer. This is not due to technical difficulties, but something we set we set when designing dual cast for Red Mage, and therefore its structure is intentional. We are thinking of caster in terms of job balance. If we allow the dual cast buff to be maintainable when using WS and such, it will cause the mobility to shoot up really high. We do understand this can be an inconvenience, but we hope you understand why. You can understand why. Yeah, Red Mage. You don't get to be as maneuverable as a summoner now. No. No, your place. Get back no. in your lane. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Cast yeah. Um, the the only tool where Fisher can equip uh, as their secondary tool would be the spearfishing gig that is equipable at level sixty one. Are there any plans to add an upper tier level of such an item? Um, the answer is we believe that Fisher in fourteen is a special class, even when including other creator type classes or crafter type or gathering classes, I guess as well. It's a class where we want players to research weather and focus on the baits and time instead of that particular tool as much as possible. In other words, it's an extension of that hobby. <laughs> Due to that, we didn't really change their tools. I do, however, understand your request here, so I'm going to pass this to the development team. He's been passing that to the development team for years, so don't hold your breath. Yeah. No, <laughs> I mean, I don't understand why they're so afraid to give us another gig. I mean, they understand that Glamour is the end game, so why have you only given us one item for this particular fisherman tool? Yeah, it's very annoying. I, I hate... Splendorous. Why, uh, why not the... add one for the cap of every expansion? Like, Yes. Uh, yeah, I there's... It's a strange It doesn't have decision. to be that many. <sighs> Doesn't have to be that many. Just do like blue mage weapons. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, it's yeah. yeah. Uh, it feels like they just. I don't know why they're not doing it. This has like been a huge question mark. It's sixty-one. It's very fourteen. Like and then no more. Why? <laughs> why have you done that? Way of it. <laughs> Instead of having it as a gear piece that you have to equip to spearfish, just. I mean, if, if, yeah, yeah it didn't need yeah. to be a tool. Right. Yeah, that too. No like, one would complain if it's a trait. It's literally a mini game now. You don't need to use the tool. Like, I, I don't know. It's. I would, pers if I was them, remove it, create it. Yeah. Easy. If they can't make a new weapon, like a new tool, then yeah, remove mm, it then. Exactly. Just make it not a thing. No uh, one will be mad. No. They're more mad that you keep a level 61 item on their level 90 Fisher. Yes. Yes. Like, and it's a gray item too. A gray level 61 oh, item. Yes. Uh, equip it when you're not spearfishing, so you don't bounce. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. I'm a player who enjoy uh, job quest stories. Uh oh. In Shadowbringers, <laughs> role quests oh, have no. since replaced job quests Sorry. here. <laughs> but it's still great to be able to see job quests for a specific uh -huh. job after reaching level 80. 
However, it's unfortunate that there's no job quest for specific jobs anymore once we reach level 90 from Endwalker onwards. I'd like to know if there are any plans to add job quests for specific jobs. Sorry. Oh, yeah. That's the sad thing about reading li like the Korean live letters because they have to go through the same sorrows that we had to go through years ago. Thank you mm. for expressing your favorite uh, content. Expressing your favorite for this content. Uh, currently, mm. we are seeing the uh, seeing more jobs added in the future, and since there are huge numbers, it's physically difficult to compose job quests for them. And that's my honest answer on the matter. That was final. Oh. Are you joking? <clears throat> Huge numbers, physically difficult to compose job quests for them. Yeah, it hurts their, their fingies to type. One one quest you did in an expansion per job. Yeah. Is it really that... Uh, well, I mean, you even got rid of the crafting ones to put them all amalgamated into the role quest. Now you got the... Everything's amalgamated into role quest. What's next? One quest for, like, all <clears throat> jobs. Yeah. You're going backwards. Yeah. I understand well, it's difficult to come up with content hey. and write stories, but... Yeah. We like to see how you... our friends are doing from the job quest. You mm. got one more set of role quests this expansion. You will take it and you will be happy. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh... Uh, okay, next. With the game service running continuously for 10 years and above, I believe there are huge chances for, for the to the Changes. way... I believe there are huge changes to the way the game developers think when working on game systems. When working on high-difficulty raid series such as Savage and Ultimate, are there factors where you pay attention to which is different from before? Throughout developing all these content in such a long period, I'd like to know the, the adaption to changes towards meta or the other side of values from you. It's a very, it's a very Korean question. Yes. Very... Uh... <laughs> Yeah. Very much on the values of uh, uh, formula you use to calculate yeah. the boss mechanics. <laughs> Regarding concept or things to note, we basically did not change the fundamental thoughts we have on these aspects. Surprising, this made people thought think that it exists, but that what we think is important essentially didn't change. But with what? But what we think is important essentially didn't change, and that is to create a content where every player enjoys and feels the sense of achievement from it. The actual, the actual answer is very long. Therefore, please wait for the upload from the official channels. Okay, okay so there you go. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So we're done with that. This, this, that I part is it. outdated for us, anyways. It doesn't really mm -hmm. matter. Now we're on to the lore Q and A, which is more uh, relevant for us. What do the Koreans think about the lore? Okay. So here's the first question. I'm interested in the concept of age for the ancients. It seems that we see familiar. It seems that we see familiar concepts of these races where Emmet Selk, Hades, assumes a young form while La Habrea appears to look old here. But what is their age if we assume that they are a person of present day, sundered? I would guess that Vena would be quite a person of high age here, but it piqued my interest that she looked so young. I want to know what would the ancients consider as a young child growing to be an adult and then get old. It's actually an interesting question because we see them like... In like, like they're all wildly different looking. Like some look very old and others do not. Um, you like, like, choose to be old. Yeah, yeah they, I they, think. They, yeah. Yeah. If you want to be wise, you can look old. The ancients have a tremendously long life. This is the answer. The ancients have a tremendously long lifespan than any person of today's standards. 
the standards of age at the point of you visiting Elpis, a Metzelk, full-grown adult. Oh, okay, here we go. When visiting yes. Elpis, Emmet Selk, full-grown adult, Hithlodeus, same age as Emmet Selk, according to himself, Vena, Venus in Japanese, younger than La Habrea, according to herself, and La Habrea, senior according citizen. To- uh, and Elidibus, and Elidibus immediately after he turns adult, so he's a young adult. Uh, I guess. Yes. Okay. So. Plenty of consent. Yeah, La Habrea, uh, our favorite senior citizen of Amarant. Good uh, grandpa, uh, isn't it? Right? He must he must have killed Athena a long time ago. <laughs> she looks quite a bit younger than he does. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> write it so awkwardly. Uh, I I like that. That basically just saying that like, yeah, Heidelin's just like, she's just lying about her age. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is good. I like that they're keeping that going with like Yustola doing that too. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I like that as well. Yeah, younger than I just love that she Yustola claims to be younger than her younger sister. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is funny. It's so fucked up. <laughs> Uh, it's very real. She's clearly late thirties, and yeah, she's you know, she's, she's in denial. Now. No, <laughs> she's twenty three. Yeah, yeah. Shut up, <laughs> forever twenty three, forever twenty. Uh, okay, I'm interested in knowing the reason behind how there isn't a huge gap in strength slash power and intelligence between the people in the source that experienced various calamities and merged with other worlds, and people who are in the first that haven't gone through the rejoining, even. Even it doesn't. Even though it doesn't appear that the people of the source, despite being in their one uh, fourteen state, being stronger than the people from the first, unlike the huge gap between the ancients and the people of today, sundered. I want to know if, assuming all fourteen worlds are combined, will the people become, uh, will the people become like the ancients? Good uh, question. Yeah. And true. The the answer is even if all worlds are combined. What changes would only be the density of their soul? Their bodies will not change, since they are different races to begin with. It is likely that the reason started from the revival of these people... Uh, okay, there's some translation notes. Uh, read whatever that is. Them, which there is no specifics, so it's 99% likely the ancients, who are inside Zodiac by sacrificing the rejoined worlds after all the worlds are combined. Okay. What? What? I'm struggling with that one. <laughs> I'm uh, a bit confused about this answer. I mean, I, well, the I, first part makes sense. the The only change would be the density yeah, of the density their souls, of the soul. yeah. and their it's races don't reason... make sense anymore. What? But they do say, like in game, that like uh, at least on the first, that like people can't use magic as easily compared right. to people that... on the source. Mm. Mm-hmm. So, like, I think what it's question. I think what they're asking is, like, what will happen to the souls of the people that were inside Zodiac? I think that's what they're trying to answer, like, that they will have thicker souls, or denser mm. souls, okay. when they, they rejoin the, the the live stream. I guess so. Okay. I it's don't know about that one. Something. <laughs> something. 
It's an interesting question, uh, mysterious it's a good answer. Question. <laughs> With uh, a mysterious answer. <laughs> yes. Uh, as I try playing through, as I try playing through the quests as a summoner, <laughs> <laughs> I'm interested in knowing what kind of perception do people have towards summoning primals through the uh, through the standards in the seventh astral era. Though I've been evoking the primal beasts of our own god, uh, huh? but I'm... Oh, of our own good? God? Okay. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but I'm interested in knowing how would the Ixali, Kobolds, and Amaljos think of this? I am curious and interested to know how people feel about the end of summoners only because they were the subject of persecution and oppression during the third astral era. Okay, this is actually a deep, deep uh, lore question. Um, I think each individual's thoughts on the matter differs depending on the period. If the tempered weren't genuinely treatable, they might at the very least hate them. They will come to an understanding of them at the conclusion of Endwalker through certain reasons. Thus, using them for that purpose may have led them to start thinking of them as an honor. Oh, interesting. Okay. Oh, right. Okay. I, yeah. I, I see that. I mean, it's still their god, right? So... Yeah. The Amalgia still worship Ifrit, even if he's yeah. not tempering people anymore. Right? Yeah. So that's yeah. The, to them that will be like an honor. You've you're using uh an image of our god. Like our as, Yeah. Yeah, I would see that. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Makes sense. Sure. And they well, seem, I mean, I guess they seem would... to Yeah. Thank you go first. I was going to say, I guess it doesn't really matter out of yours, because what are you gonna do? You're gonna bring out Ifrit in front of like someone in Kugana and be like, oh, cool lizard fire yeah, thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what that means. Yeah, and when the question was specifically pointed out, like, how would the different tribes react to you oh, suddenly right. summoning one of their gods? And they... I think they seem to understand, or at least the Ixali do, that you can also just summon them without actually summoning the gods themselves. I mean, that's yeah. what happens in Zelfatol. Yes, right, that's true. It may be nice to have a little bit of nuance rather than mm. every beast tribe having essentially the same religion and feeling about it the mm. same way how do how do like aeorzeans feel about us summoning fucking phoenix in, in, in well no one and, well um, no aeorzeans don't know who phoenix is no um how do bahamut and alizé feel about it bahamut would be traumatizing yeah like yes you yeah. know you're out Just here on the tower and head to Garlemald. <laughs> <laughs> out here hanging out and I don't know, Limsa doing some fates or something and you yeah. pull up like Just a, a, here's Bahamut <laughs> I was, like, I was harvesting the... Willen Ocean oranges and saw Bahamut in the fields <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'd, I'd, fucking, I'd have a panic attack like yo yeah. you killed my cousin my entire yeah. family's dead because of him uh, and you're out here like heart is still there yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're just doing the Mandragora quest <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay alright uh Right, uh, next, um, I'm a player who who plays Sage. Although Sage's wow. weapon and Astrologian's weapons both float on air normally, but once players get knocked out and fall to the ground, Sage's weapons act differently, where their weapon remains floating in the air as opposed to the globe falling to the ground. Is there oh. a reason why? Korean players are the best. <laughs> Rather uh, than asking about Eno Chain and stuff, yeah, they're yeah, asking yeah. really interesting questions. Uh, the answer is there's a difference in their design structure. The Astrologian's globe, localized as Astrologian's arm, but we'll use the word globe as it's stated in the Japanese wording, is filled with ether as the wielder's ether flows into it. There is no ether repository within it. 
The newliths, on the other hand, have crystals built into their interiors that can accumulate ether to some level, allowing them to float on air. Uh, so air, ear, air, structured <laughs> as an, as a solid three-dimensional magic circle. There That's you go. Okay. Cool. That's why they float after you die. Uh, because thank you. So there is, there's no, there's no direct ether, there's no ether stored in astrologian's globe. Okay. No, no, it's no. a focus. Yes. But okay. Um, Which yeah, but well, it, it, it's like steal someone's new list, so you could use, you know, it's got ether in them already, so you could like shoot people with yeah. someone else's. Yeah, so but just, you'd need to know how to use them, and you also yeah. might need to be attuned so to, to them. So to clarify again, the globe floats as long as there's ether flowing from the user into the mm -hmm. globe. When you die, the ether is cut off and the globe falls. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, when you make a request to your retainer, they will sometimes bring stuff from the first. <laughs> How do they manage to achieve this? Um, the answer is, I think it's... about it. I think it's thanks to the prank from the pixies. Well, yeah, since pixies do have special abilities where they can interfere through dreams, so there are certainly times where they can enter through pranks and mischiefs. Yeah, so, essentially, don't, don't think about it too much, dude. Stop. Um, that's fair, because the... They, the weather one yeah. opens up to go mm. through so they can just chuck things through with that whatever magic they use for that. That's true. Thought about the fact that like all can seemingly uh, affect multiple shards. Maybe your yeah. soul should ask her how to charge up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. That would be the best the story. She's meant to be our lovely branch or whatever. Yeah. Or we're her lovely yes. branch. Yes. Um, yeah, we're our no, sap. We're she's our sapling. lovely branch. Yeah. Ah. We're a sapling. That's it. But yeah, she was very barely even used in Shadow Games. Mm, yeah. I've not seen it. Well, Bring her back. She was cool. Yeah. Some people didn't like her. I think that well, I think she a was, lot of people, some people yeah. are wrong. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, they are wrong. I think she was. There are more you, appropriate characters to dislike. You so can't handle the Irish. <laughs> That's what it is. Uh, Squawfish. Yeah. Okay. Are there plans? No, Scalic. Well, yeah, but I think her accent was more Scottish. Okay. Uh, Are there plans to allow Grahatia from Trust to wield a bow once more? In A Realm Reborn, he was in a position where he first shot a bow as well, and he was boasting about, when it comes to bow, <laughs> bows, to I am quite strong too, with full confidence. When it comes to bow, I am quite strong <laughs> But too. unfortunately, I have never actually seen him do so. This is due to him... Oh, sorry. So that's the question. Here's the answer. This is due to him assuming a different battle style, which he has more experience in, through, uh, through inheriting experiences uh, from the first, which is different from when he was active in the Noah. At this time, we do not have plans for this. That makes sense. I mean, that is... I'm that's fine. fair. He is not the same man anymore. No. I want to know about Asuna's effect from the lore standpoint of Final Fantasy XIV. Can you treat headaches or common cold using Asuna? Brilliant question. Yeah, that's a brilliant question. That is a that is that's a that's a fun I question. Love when Yashola, I have some crotch rot, please. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No words. <laughs> okay, so so they just give us like a, a rundown of the of the abilities essentially. Cure, increase the natural regeneration ability of life forms and allow them to recover from it. Purify, remove ether influences released from the mind that seeks to harm and corrects the body's ether composition. For sickness like cold or headache, if that can be cured through natural regeneration ability, then it is working as intended. Otherwise, please consult a doctor. Didn't mention Asuna. 
I'm assuming Maybe Purify was. I think purify. that's what Purify is. Yeah, I think yeah. Purify is the Asuna. Okay. Mm. Also, we do still have doctors in the universe, so it makes sense. We have yes. the Chirurgians. Chirurgians. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I love them. And then even they don't get enough. I mean, they've explained days. that before. I, I'm pretty sure, like how you can't use Cure and uh, Asuna on everything. There are certain. Yeah. Things. I think it was during Stormblood. I think when. Um, the Xenos uh, yeah. assaults the, yeah. the Rogger's Reach. I think we got a little bit of a mention of it then. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. if you chop off your leg, like yeah, that's you, you got to go to Chirurgeon, buddy. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. 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 So yeah. I made yeah. scanty shit. <laughs> when you die, you're only knocked out. Mm. That's what yeah. you have yes. to understand. When a player yes. dies, they're knocked out. That's why we can raise you. you. We're not raising you from the, from the dead. No, yeah. it's no. a very important distinction. But yeah. it is why when you've been died twice, you are at the brink of death. Yes, yes, yes. Exactly. you are not in a good state. No. Yeah, our yeah, involved couldn't be cured either. You're right. It's just right. Oh, no. wouldn't it have been a funny cutscene where they're just trying to do a sooner on him for a while? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <Come> on, <laughs> work. Uh, it <laughs> looks like sometimes healing magic is like CPR because you're in that uh, scene with um, mm. uh, with the Sinos fight. If you're a healer, they they even ask you to join in, but they stand there and just hold, and you can see the healing magic. It doesn't mm. cure them; it yeah. just keeps them alive. That's essentially it, what that it's is. It sort of like kickstarts their own body's regeneration. Like yes, you said. it's not. Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> um, okay, I'd like to learn more about the Aura Tribe's pupil category. What is no. their function? Uh, I'm curious why Jandalin can modify the presence or absence of them, like how it's done to hair and makeup. Yeah. What a great question. Uh, the answer Funny. is, this is something that they do not possess naturally by birth, but it's a procedure Ooh. done through magic. Therefore, it can be done through an aesthetician. Though this can be different depending on era, region, and so on, but, it, it's in, but its essence is similar to a facial makeup. Oh. Why does this make you angry, Rollo? I think that's fucking lame. That's such a boring answer. What? I kind of agree. It's like, oh yeah, it's just like, magic they aren't like born with it it's not an inherited i trait. think it should be an inherited trait or like a it could like, just be like a tribal of where you grow up uh, like, i mean if it was an inherited trait then you wouldn't be able to alter it via um, the, aesthetician. the aesthetician yeah i mean well, it would need to be via fantasia it's just i mean an excuse to so you're able to do it. I, I yeah. don't think it's a good explanation at all. Well, that's how Why can't they this say is that how I feel, Rollo, when they, they rewrite lore to make it fit their, their retcons. That's what they've just no, done. No, I just think it's a boring retcon, yeah. is all. Yeah, yeah. It you, is. Can, you can come up with a better reason if it's just a bad but reason. Now, this is the reason. Why don't they just say John Delane puts contacts on or something? But the original. Well, that, would do you think there. they could make co contacts in Aorcia with Aorcian? Sure. Okay. I don't know. Can they make condoms in Eorzea? Like, what's the limits here? That's I don't, true. I don't, I don't know. think we necessarily need... I mean, I... Hmm. I don't know if... There's probably, like... Contraceptive Wait. spells. Cool. <laughs> you just use a Suna quickly. Uh, That's anti-baby pillin' on Okay, you. we're done with that. Please tell <laughs> us the criteria of what it takes to be selected as the Emissary Elidibus. Uh, the answer is mission to monitor and adjust conflicting opinions amongst uh, the convocation of 14. 14 individuals full of strong personalities. When they are at odds with each other, any adjustments conducted must be, uh, first be given full respect by the other 13. That respect can vary depending on personality or ability. Hmm. That's not really an answer. No. no. But I like that he started with the phrase mission. Yes. 
Uh, I'm certainly interested to know what happens to Elidibus' soul after he exerts his strength, sending the Warrior of Light to Elpis at the finality of Endwalker. Oh, hmm. well, <laughs> is he going to vanish? And uh, this, so again, they're behind. Is he going to vanish and is, uh, as is and it's eternally over? Or will he go to the Ethereal Sea? And will we meet him again sometime with him in a different form, but wielding the same ether as is? The answer, there is a clear answer within the scenario team. However... If we are to give an answer here, dot, 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 please look forward to it, TM. I mean, we uh, only found uh, the answer to this like five days before yeah. this question was asked. Yeah. Yeah. So I can't blame them. No. I like that though, because it means that person's going to be really excited when they play the patch. Yes. Whereas we probably hadn't even yes. thought about that for no. ages. No. Um, if the projection using glamour prisms is a projection of an illusion, I wonder if we actually touch on the original equipment when glamouring them. That's an interesting question. <laughs> and uh, the answer is, yep, that's right. Please be especially careful when creating sharp weapons. That's so. scary. Mm. Oh. Yeah. You are to, is someone wearing a glamour and you touch their gear, it'll feel different because you're actually touching the real gear that they're so wearing. If I glamour like a... Are you naked? Yeah, I'm gonna wear, <laughs> I'm gonna glamour gear on top of my emperor's new robe. <laughs> wow, <laughs> nice. What the so is that like a glamour... boob police? <laughs> Uh, like a pan to look like a knife. Right. They would. Can, grab let me grab that pan. pan real quick. Just fucking I mean, chops their fingers off. I mean, technically you can, but the game would never let you do that. No, 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 no. no. But like you'd, uh, it'd be weird. But in this universe, if we were to live in it, yeah. that yeah. would be. I mean, constantly. I mean, Raul's reach was all the time to kill. Mm -hmm. reach was, was supposed be to be was supposed to be glamoured as a bunch of like mountains. Yeah, well, this reach is a very interesting glamour like yeah. topic, and I feel like it wasn't even like. How many prisons did they use? <laughs> <Who knows? Many. laughs> it's like oh, one I, huge I... one, a huge glamour. Oh prism. yeah, yeah. Oh, I wish I well, could have said that. So, island prisms are separate from glamour prisms, so it's very possible that there's like the large prism. scale prisms, yeah. yes. large Pitty scale prisms, prisms that can be prism. used for things like that. Yeah. Listen, I think exhibitionists are living so good in Aorzea. They can like they can have whatever <laughs> they want. So true. That is true. And stroll but right out. But does that make does that work for them though? Because they're not actually they know. the whole purpose of exhibitionism is to be seen. Well, is it not? they they well when they stand in front of someone and the breeze tickles their balls and you know they know <laughs> they know. Yeah. And then the person comes like, "Wow, lovely uh, outfit you wore today." What a nice outfit. I know. Yeah. Yes, I yes. Yeah, looking lovely. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm just thinking about the horror of life if this was real. If we like, if Mela had access to uh, to like, let's say we lived in the FC house for real, I would be afraid to touch anything. Oh yeah. Mela would have would have glamoured everything <laughs> in, from like a knife. The light switch, knife. Everything's knife. <laughs> no, I'd glamour, I'd like glamour uh, cuff a cur machine to look like a small plant. So you'd have this massive thing, but you wouldn't be able to see it. You'd keep walking into Just it. Just keep walking. Walk past the <laughs> Oh my god. That's horrible. <laughs> okay. Um, when looking at 99 of the philosopher first Philosopher's Stones? Oh, sorry. <laughs> the forum. Um, uh, when looking at Parliament. 99 of the forum members in Old Charlian, there are. Yeah, that's kind of funny. They call it Philosopher's Parliament Philosopher's in Parliament. Korean. Um, uh, 
there are some who wear hats, but there are others that don't. <laughs> May I know what the difference? What what's the difference here? I'd like to know uh, if they were divided by autonomous congressional clothing, or if they differentiated based what on their social the or voice status, power, and so on. Also, I'm, I'm interested to know if all the members in the in the forum uh, are sages or not. So here's the answer. What a roller question. Autonomous Hat congressional <laughs> Hats are distributed to all attendees in accordance with the dress code, but wearing them is optional. They are not all okay. sages simply because they are council members. Even uh, procurers or merchants can become sages if they earn the trust of Charlian's residents. Uh -huh. There okay. you go. I'd like to know about the specifics of a link pearl. The link okay. shell, the link shell is a specially grown shell, and the link pearl coming from the same shell resonates. This allows them to communicate with each other. Link pearl is not almighty, however, and there are cases where communications get trun truncated due to various factors like environment change or distance. Although the link pearl owned by the adventurer, you or the one in the game, is universal. That's fine, though, because otherwise, I mean. Oh, right. There are quests, though, where they hand out Link Pearls, in, and I think that's In nice. yes. 1.0, you would get Link Pearls from all the quest NPCs, and they would mm -hmm. have their own section in a menu that had Link Pearls, and every time there was a new quest from them, it would light up. And that's okay, when you call them. Okay, let me ask you a question. Yeah. You have a, a small velveteen pouch chocked to the brim with Link Pearls. Which one's Kryl's? How do you contact Kryl? Well, they have different colors. I think that's like the the. Well, that, you would have I mean, to remember the colors. How different can it be though? Is it like salmony pink is cryo, but slightly more red is some I mean, light. I, I mean, now you're. Also, well, I don't I also, know what this. You I don't get don't that know many if there's anything to, No, I also don't know if there's any problem with just like you could paint or draw on yeah, it. Yeah, you to can say, do whatever you want I with them. So. That's going in your ear. Yeah, it is going in your ear. Yeah. It rests mm. in your little little crevice yeah, in your ear, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. Getting them out must be a pain. Um, yeah. Yeah. And you won't be able to hear out of one ear very well. No, no, no. It, it doesn't be hard to get out. It, it doesn't cover your ear. It just goes like into like it's like a little. You have you still My have a little bit of hair. Yeah, we don't. Yeah, we just touch that, it to the horn. Yeah, that's what, remember that's yeah. those are your ears. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I did kind of like the one like how 1.0 salt like tried to figure out how to implement link pearls into the game to be more faithful to the lore but you know it's a nice way of keeping track with side quests though because 14 had like um 1.0 had like a way of like some quests will only unlock after you reach a certain level or a certain progression in the msq and so well now we have the thing in the top left or the you know the mm -hmm. msq thing but back then it would just light up to be like oh you have a message from oh, that's this nice. person and now you can t do this quest line it was a nice idea. Um, okay, Hilda, one of the NPCs who appear in Heavensward, is a hero with special traits, since she is born a mix of male hero and female Elizam. And there are many other NPCs who are born of mixed blood as well. Mixed blood. Can a mixed blood be created between races <laughs> that are dissimilar in appearance, such as Rothgar and Rogadin? We are don't putting. Like that phrase. I don't think you should call them that. No. <laughs> mixed blood. Mixed blood. Sounds like fucking Harry Potter shit. Yeah. Um, we are putting yeah. the answers to the question of what combination of children can be born on hold for now, because answering the development team's expected combination may limit future updates. For Banri Oda personally, seeing a Rogadin and Rothgar for the development team, huh? 
Uh, either way, he's looking forward to imagining what kind of form they might assume. Okay, so it's... Okay. It is... It could be possible. They're trying to figure it out, essentially. Listen, okay. Yeah. I don't want anyone to ever answer this question because I don't want to think about it. I do not <laughs> want to think about Lollafell. No. I don't want to think about... I No. Shut yeah. up. Yeah. That's good. There's hey, some Lerola, curse there combinations. Are, there's, actually, there's actually a couple canonical Makoto Lollafell pairs in the game. Yeah. I know. More than I one. I don't want to think about it. Yeah. I don't want to... Like, listen. <laughs> their love is purely spiritual. It's not physical. Yeah. It's... <laughs> <laughs> what yeah there's there's questions about yeah no Rollo, Look, i think it's a... cute that uh that lalafell likes the warrior of darkness what's art well, bear i don't want to think about it past that i don't care about the conception part i am actually more worried about the birth of it <laughs> because if Rollo, a rogadin and a lalafell and then the lalafell has to birth this creation yeah. i said that a few weeks ago didn't i yeah you did i think yeah, you did yeah it's more um, based on the mother, that's fine. Yeah, that's it what is, the answer it is was, more, more based on the mother. Oh, yeah, that's true. So it'll just be a Lollafell <laughs> I mean... with a Rogadin nose. Oh, yeah. the Paul thing. Yeah, <laughs> no, don't, I don't want to think mean... about it. I don't I mean, mind. Uh, Rabban's not... Rabban isn't a, a Rogadin, but there is a Lollafell in Camp Dryburn that talks about being taken by Rabban, na Rabban now. Yeah, that's so true. imagine that. That's true. No, uh, I don't want to. Shut well, up. <laughs> How delicate can Rashan's doll bodies be? Why? I'm curious if they eat, breathe, and have a body temperature like other people, or if they're just mimicking the human form. Answer. While Rashan can mimic the act of food consumption, he lacks the ability to taste in a delicate level, on a delicate level. Not to mention, he's also not equipped with a digestive system. He also doesn't so possess... What? Uh, what? No, go on. I'm confused. He also doesn't possess the function to feel the cold or heat, and while his chest appears to breathe, his eyes blink, and his body feels warm when you place your hand on it. All of these are just masks to make it act like a human being. Yeah, he is a doll. I mean, he is a mammoth, Listen. essentially. Where does the food go? Straight out. Uh, well, he leaves a trail behind him. Maybe he has to like vomit it back up. You, you know what they're asking. I know you what they're asking. Absolutely no. He's got an adult mm. body. Maybe there's like, yeah, he does. Maybe there's like a, like a hatch in his back that you just have to remove right. the food yeah. after he's eaten it. He is he a very it. so. Just to answer I mean, this person's question, because they they don't, they're not. Vershawn is a uh, very advanced real doll. So that yes. is he is anatomically oh, yeah. correct. Absolutely. Uh, they've exactly. referred they've referred to him as a very advanced mammoth. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Whew. okay. Well, there you go. That is the uh, the Q and A from the Korean live letter uh, from May. Uh, yeah, nothing really new, but some interesting questions. They do ask some interesting questions there. I'm really impressed with a lot mm -hmm. of the questions coming yeah. out of this. Yeah, um, you know, like fan fest is coming up, everyone. Mm-hmm. Think about questions of this caliber to us. Uh, <laughs> yes, keep yeah, this in mind. If, we we got to think of a good question to ask if they let us. Mm -hmm. I know. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. I'd love Georgi to ask a question and then, like, just just be so disappointed with that. It's where he's like, that, and then, like, start having a, you know, having Tried a like, rush on stage. Oh, well, yeah, actually, they're, like, arguing, <laughs> they're trying to, like, drag Georgi away. Like, yeah. You've got to go. So, <laughs> no, excuse me, I'm talking. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> 
all right. Uh, that's it for today. Um, thanks for watching, everyone. We'll be back next week, same time, same place. Remember to follow on Twitter at SpeakersFV, twitch.tv slash speakersofheidlin, youtube.com slash speakersofheidlin, exclamation Discord in chat if you want to join our Discord server, if you're watching on the man, links in the description. Uh, remember to send us mogmail, speakersofheidlin.com slash mogmail, and if you're watching live, we'll be going into the post-show, so make sure you catch that. See you then. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. You've just listened to an episode of Speakers of Heidelin, produced by Speakers Network. Producer for this episode was Lukeel Bravestone. Final Fantasy and Final Fantasy XIV is a registered trademark of Square Enix Holding Company Limited. If you would like to support the show, consider pledging to our Patreon campaign at patreon.com slash speakersxiv or buy some merch at teespring.com slash stores slash speakersxiv. Link to both of these sites, as well as our Discord server, is provided in the episode description. Thank you for listening to this Speakers Network production.